0: This is BiblioVile, the terrible book exchange podcast wherein a wife and her husband get each other the worst books they can find at their local library.
1: For this episode of BiblioVile, Nick read Remembering Everly by J.L. Berg, and I read Sherilyn Kenyon's Fantasy Lovers.
0: Welcome to BiblioVile, the terrible book exchange podcast. My name is Mick Dickinson. And I'm Susan Dickinson. <clears throat> and this is a podcast where we get each other the worst books we can find and try and give each other book reports over them. It's all, it's all a lot of fun until we actually have to do it. The recording of the podcast is the fun part. The, the books that I just finished today, not the fun part.
1: I feel like this is going to be really important for you, though, because I feel like you have a lot of demons that need to be exercised after reading Remembering Everly.
0: Yeah, kind of like the main characters and all the characters in this book, And but we'll get into it. But before we get into it, Susan, yes, I have something important that I want to talk about. Oh, dear. Air Bud.
1: Air Bud, like the movie?
0: Yeah, like With... the basketball playing dog. Yeah. Okay, so there's a dog who plays basketball. Yep. They win the big old championship. They sure did. Because the kid's dad died. I looked it up. Uh huh. And what would have happened to the coach if they had lost?
1: I mean, I kind of feel like that coach felt like he was on his way out anyway, that like he was probably going to get fired soon. So this was his last big risk.
0: And he decided that... So you're telling me he came off the court and was like, I gotta tell you, I didn't expect that to work. I was, yes. This is just like a middle finger.
1: Yeah. This was his like last-ditch effort to try to, to save things and make things work. And just, it just happened to work for him.
0: I don't know. I think he, he looked at his team chemistry and he said, honestly, this golden retriever is my best bet at shooting guard. But what if they lost and then a parent came out and be like, Coach, I want to talk to you about strategy here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: you put in a dog on a basketball team and then they'd be like, "Well, show me in the where in the rule book it says I can't do that." I shouldn't have to show you in the yeah. rule book where it says, "Don't put a dog on a basketball team." What if they like what if Airbud had been their highing score, highest score and they still lost? The parents would still be like, "You put a dog uh-huh. on the
1: court." Can you imagine being the kid that Airbud replaced? Yeah, the like, the sixth the, man. Fifth, yeah.
0: Mom, Dad, I uh, don't come to my game Saturday. Why? I'm n- I'm not gonna play. Why not, honey? You've been working so hard. Well, there's this dog.
1: <laughs> and the parents would probably like try to involve the school psychologist and be like, I think he's just really got some like self-esteem issues. He came home with this story about
0: a dog replacing him on the basketball team. And the school psychologist would be like, No, ma'am, I've seen that. This dog can really ball it up. <laughs>
1: oh man can you imagine if that coach was also like many coaches are also a teacher and like other students students were just like strolling into physics class and being like hey coach so what's with this dog listen i don't need your
0: second guessing f you'd say
1: and then students would try to make the argument that like they could send a dog in to take their test
0: show me where in the school handbook it says a dog can't take a test yep They can do anything. They're practically people. Dogs should vote. (laughs) I think dogs should vote. Hey, did you know that that dog is, uh, you know where the dog learned how to play basketball? On the streets? That's why it plays real rough. (laughs)
1: That's a good one, Mick. That's a good one. Speaking of good ones, how was your book? Was it a good one? It was
0: not a good one. It was rough. Oh, wait. I just used that. Uh no it was very much not a good one. Remembering Everly by J L Berg immediately starts out bad because we get an all italics uh, flashback. <coughs> it took me about two thirds. Sorry I coughed. Uh, took me about two of the way through the book before I set it down and looked at Susan and <laughs> is this a sequel or is just nothing making sense? And it turns out that it was a sequel, but the the book before this was I can't even imagine what the plot was. <laughs> because like unless the plot of the sequel is just the same conflict from the first one which is like that's not what sequels do no like, star wars you know okay so darth vader's in both of them or whatever and luke and han and leia but like the first one has a goal the death star and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the second one has a different goal with the cloud city
1: well and i feel like with a good sequel it shouldn't straight up retell you the whole story of the first one, but you should be able to gather some of the main things that happen. Like the, you should be able to see the effects of the first book so
0: in the sequel. The only thing that so August, our our main character August Kincaid, mm-hmm. uh, and Everly, <clears throat> Everson, uh, are not together, but they're in love because. At some point in the recent past, two years ago, uh, August was in an alleyway trying to explain something to Everly, and he slipped on, like, like a banana peel. (laughs) No. I don't know if it's literally a banana peel, but for some reason he just loses his footing, and on the way down, Everly punches him in the side of the head and sends him into a coma for two years, and she like- What? Yeah, I don't know. And so she – we're not even – it's whatever. Uh, So she moves on and gets back together with the boyfriend she had before August and it was an ex-fiance at the time. So they're getting back together and now August has woken up and he doesn't have all of his memories. They come to him in, in bits and pieces. He blacks out while it's happening because that's how memory works and uh, uh, retrograde amnesia.
1: That's not how memory
0: works. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so, I mean, the plot of the book is very simple. This guy's recovering his memories. He's wanting Everly back, but she's with another man. Uh, And he's also under the the thumb of a high-powered executive partner at his firm that is doing some sort of ill-explained fraud. And by ill-explained, I mean unexplained, because I don't think the author knows how embezzlement works.
1: How... So how recently did he come out of the coma?
0: I think within like six months or something. I don't know.
1: And he's just like launched straight back into Life, working yeah. and being a partner oh, at a like, firm?
0: They're like, you should go see a doctor. And he goes, oh, I'm not giving up my freedom for hospitals again. Okay. But so that's, hmm. th- I mean, that's, okay. that's the overall plot. How, Like, if you had to guess at the number of pages, I know you can see how thick the book is. But if you had to guess at uh, uh, a number of pages that that would take, oh, there's a third book. Okay, I didn't know that because now I'm in the the next excerpt or whatever. Um, the number of pages it would take to explain the plot I just explained.
1: Um, I mean, it should have it should have been. I can tell that it isn't by looking in the book, but it should have been like less than 300 pages, yes, like 300,
0: 250, 353. Uh... The, oh no, I need that because I need to do quotes. The uh, f- fiance that Everly got back after breaking up with him originally for August, she re-breaks up with him to go back to, well, not to go back to August, but because they're not really in love. It's like Ben White at the accounting firm in Parks and Rec mm-hmm. where she just keeps breaking up with him. Uh, they were several, less than a day away from being married. They planned their wedding in two months. Oh, shit. no i don't attach stakes to this book because the book doesn't it's like Uh oh uh this wedding thing is not going to work which she realizes because she sees the invitations to the wedding um and sees that her name is his last name or like the place cards at the reception or something nothing in this book makes sense and she faints because fainting is a i should think i think they should ban fainting in literature Um, and she wakes up in the hospital, have fun with your medical debts, uh, and her fiance comes in and she's like, why, why do you love me? And both of them are like, I don't know, this isn't working. Okay. The wedding's off, but it's mutual. And then he comes around sometime later, timelines don't make sense in this book, uh, and hands her the packet of materials for their honeymoon. And she's leaving for Paris in two days. And so she decides to take her friend with her. So...
1: I, I hate this trope in fiction that if you have a big trip planned with a significant other and you break up, that, like, spur of the moment, you can just decide to bring someone else because that's not how travel planning works, especially if you are leaving the country. I also... You can't just switch the ticket to another person's name in 48 hours.
0: This book... That's not how that works. This book, uh seemed over and under edited and by under I mean not at all and by over I mean badly done like hatchet job Mm -hmm. where they did not mention anything about Paris up until he hands her the packet of materials that they're going like there's no details about where the wedding is who's coming to it when it's happening other than the mother-in-law and she doesn't like Everly or whatever like usual but that's that's the big plot and fine or whatever but I realized this before like page 25 and it came very, very true uh, for the rest of the book. And this is going to be a long, winding path to get there. But remember talking about those? I I don't have a good word for them, but those. It's almost always girls in high school who are very, very loud and look at me, attude. Uh,
1: They're flauntatious.
0: Yeah, but like not necessarily self confident or anything. Mm-hmm. Just loud. Just and, loud yeah boisterous i suppose like like hot topic boisterous Mm because they're always it's like girls who uh watched invader zim and you don't know that okay uh the the penguin of doom like oh i'm so random oh yeah like that kind of of random girls yeah um those random hot topic girls have to grow up eventually Mm -hmm. and they become soccer moms and these are the books that they read (laughs) So and, this, and write apparently. Yeah, so this is a, a book for Hot Topic, Lulso Random uh, soccer moms, because it's extraordinarily overwrought all mm. the time. Here is the first non-prologue sent. Well, here's the first sentence in the prologue. Guilt, regret, dread. That's the first <laughs> sentence of the book. <laughs>
1: good start.
0: Uh, really, really good start. Here's the first sentence of chapter one. Secrets. That's the, that's the first sentence and the first Does paragraph. Does
1: every... Does every chapter start with
0: no? But this is like one line paragraph of the book. Mm. Secrets. They had the ability to destroy lives, obliterate relationships, and sabotage even the strongest partnerships, big or small. Dot dot dot. It didn't matter. And so it's 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 extraordinarily overwrought and it's very stupid. But the the uh, this is another in a long list of books that does not know how people interact or talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh for instance here is our interpretation of a college frat party. Ooh. The music boomed as the bass vibrated down to my very bones, shaking nearly everything that wasn't nailed in the small down in the small house. Half-hazard streamers and pink flamingos littered the walls and floor as half-naked girls danced around carrying red solo cups in their hands while guys tried to decide which ones looked hottest in a bikini. My first college party is one line. Then it's a line break. It was fucking awesome. was a line break. Having been raised by two scholarly bookworms, the idea of a Friday night out in high school mostly consisted of making my way to a football game or two. Assuming all of my homework for the following week had been completed. What high school student do you know that goes to multiple football games on a Friday night? I never complained, though. I understood the value of an education, and all that hard work and dedication had paid off in the end, earning me a full-ride scholarship to Stanford, but damn if I didn't finally deserve a break. Hey, man, aren't you in my economics class? I turned to my left to find a tall, familiar-looking guy walking up to me. This is my favorite. He held out a red cup filled to the top with frothy golden liquid. Just say beer. Yeah. Just we say know what beer, beer is.
1: Yeah. Also, how many frat parties decorate with streamers? Yeah. I went to some frat parties. There were no decorations involved.
0: They um, don't try
1: that hard.
0: So he goes up to talk to a girl because trans or this guy is trying to, he, it ends up being the bad guy of the book. So the one realistic thing is that the uh, sociopathic villain comes from a frat.
1: Oh, good. That's he, true to life.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he, he uh, encourages him to go talk to this girl. I'm August. I think we have a class together. I tossed out in a rush the courage I'd brought with me fleeing faster than a dog with its tail between its legs. She smiled, amusement painting her delicate features as she casually looked me over. She must have liked what she saw because she took a slow, sensual sip of her drink and replied, First of all, hey, we have a class together. (sighs) Like... She
1: must have liked me because instead of talking to me, she, she chugged her beer.
0: Yeah. So she says, oh, yeah, which... <laughs> I just got the word <laughs> She says, oh, yeah, which class might that be? August. And he says, English. Her smile widened as recognition washed over her.
1: Ah, I, rec- ah, I yes. recognize you. English.
0: You, you're the one with all the answers. Well, not all of them, I admitted. I've been a bit distracted. Why is that? I can't seem to keep my eyes off you, I answered honestly, a blush creeping up my heated complexion. Aren't you a sweet talker, August? What's your last name? Kincaid, I'm a freshman, from the city, on a full ride, and, I hesitated before deciding my fate, I'm pledging to Kappa Sig. Her eyes widened in interest as she slowly wrapped an arm around mine. Smart and sexy. Well, I'm Jody, and if you're good, maybe I'll give you my number by the end of the night.
1: Okay, I feel like if your strategy is a frat at a frat party is to go around and I'm introduce a yeah, yourself. clean up my
0: tr- clean up my trash.
1: I'm a pledge, and also I'm on a full ride scholarship. Like that's maybe not the best way to like ingratiate yourself with people.
0: Yeah. Um. In general, this is never met another person. Plot devices as well as dialogue. Uh, yeah. At one point, she's getting ready to. Uh, she has her bridal shower, and that's a whole heap of issues. But then after this very tiring bridal shower, she falls asleep on the couch at like 8.30 and is headed up to bed. And there's a knock, knock, knock on the door. And it turns out it's her maid of honor. And she's surprising her with a bachelorette party that very night. And she's brought two friends, which, first of all, never, ever, ever surprise me with a party no. that you're taking me to, especially not at night and especially not my bachelorette party in which I go out on the town. Uh, so she has her two or uh, Evelyn's two friends a person she works with, and her psychiatrist, her therapist. What? That's not okay. That's not okay on a lot of different levels. Yeah. So there's just one person she happens to work with, her therapist, and then a person she met in therapy, which is also, I'm pretty sure, not okay. Yeah. Whatever. So they go to the bar, and she gets too drunk and calls them, whatever. It's stupid. Um. Never, it's, so like everything is just, Oh, a uh, bachelorette party it would be fun. I'm going to write it over right now. Or write it in right now. It's like, dog, it doesn't make sense. Um, Let's see here. This book, I didn't understand what it was about for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I remember you being probably close to 100 pages in and looking at me and being like, I don't know what this book is about. So the, I don't know
0: what the plot of this book this is. This bachelorette party for a doomed wedding that... August does not doom. It's not like he's trying to save her with a ticking clock, which is the point of being like, the wedding's only two weeks away. Yeah. Oh no, August only has two weeks to convince. He never once says anything about the wedding and trying yeah. to get, they just like drift apart. So why is it in this, the bachelorette party wait, takes okay. up like a full three chapters. So
1: August is the, is the guy the who was in the guy. coma. Yes. Okay. And who's the fiance? Uh, Evelyn. No, no, no. The, Evelyn's fiance. Oh, the, Ryan. Ryan. And who's Trent.
0: Trent is uh, August's business partner, uh-huh. who we will get to because he holds some amorphous power over August, and it's never explained. Okay. The overwroughtness and the sad sackitude don't even make sense in this book. I was half asleep in the living on the living room couch, watching Ghostbusters when the phone rang. It was the second movie, the one with the creepy painting and all the green goo. First of all, it's pink in that movie, and it's not green. I personally liked the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man better. You could never go wrong with an original, unless, of course, it was me. What? 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 So, uh, later, in that same scene, uh, there's... He's talking about Evelyn. Or no, this other girl that's also in the story for some reason that I never really got a handle on. There is literally nothing I could do to drive her away. I was like a lost puppy to her, and all I needed was love and a good home, and soon enough I would be healed and as good as new. Line break. Only I wouldn't line break. Nothing would ever fix me. I was permanently broken. So August uh, gets a drunken call from Evelyn during the bachelorette party. Uh, hello, I said tentatively. You don't love me, and I don't think I love him. Her voice was slurred. Loud music boomed in the background. What big mess? So messy. Everly? I didn't know why I asked this. Her name? Everly? Yeah. Uh, yep. It's me. Why'd you leave, August? Augie? You don't like being called Augie, but you probably already remember that. You remember everything now. Right? So she's drunk. Yeah. That's what we're led to believe. Okay. Okay. Uh, she... Uh, she doesn't like my hair or my pretty dress. Do you like my dress? You're, you're on the phone. You don't know. Uh, here we go. And then this is her still being drunk, still on that same phone call. Uh, and he asked her to describe a thing. After we moved into our little house with the flower boxes, I would drag you to garage sales every weekend without fail. You hated it. Garage sales equaled other people's used shit in your opinion and the faces you would sometimes make as we walked past boxes of used clothes and baby gear would make me laugh like a hyena, but I loved it. It was decorating on the cheap and in no time I was able to turn our little drafty house into something beautiful. That's not a drunk so she's person. she's
1: stumbling over her words, and then two pages later, she's launching into a, like, coherent, long story. Yes,
0: there's absolutely... That is not how a drunk person tells a story. No, there is absolutely no consistency at all in this entire book. So, for example, a man reacts in two distinctly different ways at the same time, uh... And then, so this is Evelyn talking to Ryan, her fiancé.
1: Evelyn or Everly? I don't
0: know. And then every bride-to-be could have three different girls on her list. Hey, I just wanted to give our guest an opinion. He challenged, holding up his free hand in surrender. How do you challenge and surrender at the same time?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, there's a memory that comes rushing back, or the someone says something, and it comes rushing back six seconds later. Like... Something can't come rushing back immediately after it's happened. Yeah. Um, She talks about this busy – or er, she's so exhausted and so sweaty she needs a coffee because they never freaking stop talking about coffee in this book. Uh, She's so exhausted and she's so sweaty. But there's no customers in the shop and there haven't been all day.
1: So why is she exhausted and sweaty?
0: I don't know. Um, is she just a sweaty person? I guess. Uh, So Trent – this guy, this sociopath, um, has the power to do anything. Uh, if there is anything I learned over the last few months, it was that Trent was a crazy, manipulating asshole and would do anything to get his way. Okay. He's, that, that makes sense as a villain, right? Yeah. He'd had an entire wait staff fired last week because his steak wasn't rare enough. Why did the hostess get fired? <laughs> like, why did any... Yeah. Why did any of the wait staff get fired
1: also that's not a thing that happens yeah
0: and then he also burns down a studio he's an arsonist uh to keep uh august in the partnership but august is just like i need to confront him and also i'm in his power and also he'll hurt evelyn if i leave but i'm just gonna walk away once i've made him his money back and there's no consistency as to the power or like yeah, what what power does he have? It's never explained. He's doing illegal things and August knows it and and uh, doesn't call the cops or like The anything? police are mentioned at the like in act 3.7 out of 4 basically like weird. There's an entire thing about like why don't you just tell them he's doing something illegal? You're turning state's evidence, man. You don't have uh-huh. to, You don't have to prove your own innocence if you're like, "Hey, illegal stuff is happening." Uh but it turns out not only is uh so from that bachelor party there's the coworker. She doesn't actually she ends up mattering. Uh from the bachelor party there's Sarah, the maid of honor.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, she's dating Miles, who it turns out is Trent. What? Yeah. He's just in he's dating Sarah to keep tabs on Everly to have a bigger hold over August. Okay. And, but, and- August realizes that something uh, especially bad is going down because he keeps getting his memory back, especially thanks to his psychologist friend, Brick, uh, second person named Brick in books you've made me read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so at Evelyn's uh, or Everly, because Evelyn's a real name, yeah. uh, Everly's uh, bachelorette party, in addition to Sarah, in addition to the waitress friend or waitress coworker, is she brought a therapist, remember? Yes. Turns out that unbeknownst to both August and Everly, their two therapist friends are married. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's kind of funny.
0: No, it's not. It's terrible and it's bad writing.
1: But I'm still really confused as to how no one figures out that Sarah's boyfriend is actually Trent. Was he disguising himself? No. Was it an just, online relationship? No.
0: The, Did the, they just never interact? They like... never interacted, these best friends and their boyfriends. Uh, and then it turns out at the very end of the book that the waitress friend from that bachelorette party ends up uh, married and pregnant by Ryan, the ex fiance. <laughs>
1: So everyone is, everyone intertwines.
0: Yes. It's really funny because at the beginning of the book, I got about like 90 pages in without repeating a supporting character. And then they just all end up together at the same time. Um, So she can't tell her best friend that Miles is Trent because she recognizes him. Because he puts her in a hug and he's like, hey, don't, don't mess this up for me or something. And she doesn't know that he's a particularly bad guy, except that he seems pretty skeezy and she's like well i i can't tell her that her boyfriend is this really awful man who is terrible and skeezy and a sociopath
1: yeah you can because
0: that would embarrass her it's oh, idiotic and so terrible
1: lord that's
0: bad very bad don't forget about uh, uh the the hot topicness of this the hot topic
1: yeah uh, where does that drama? come into play
0: oh just all the time the rottenness and the yeah. hot topic drama like imagine a, a 16-year-old just bursting into a a room and being like, I can't tell my best friend that her boyfriend is a jerk because it would be embarrassing. It's like, no, yes, you can. What are you talking about? That's that's better. Do that. That's good. Yeah, if we needed a bigger hint of the hot topicness of this book, on page 29, chapter 3, it starts, Everly, I groaned inwardly as I read the letter a second time. What letter? We don't know. I groaned inwardly as I read the letter a second time. Why so serious, Ryan asked, doing uh, his best Joker impersonation. Ah, <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, pretty good. Oh, that's bad. Uh, it's contrary to its own damn self uh, all the time and very, very bad. It it's doesn't make any sense. I feel like this was written by a very advanced program that knows what words make sense and knows how to construct a plot but doesn't know how people are mm-hmm. uh the the they go to paris and they have a great time and
1: wait, wait, wait. so everly goes to paris with sarah with sarah yeah, okay. you're
0: made of honor uh sh- nothing who, about who then work. winds up marrying the ex-fiance no uh sarah's the, dating the bad guy
1: oh sarah's dating the bad guy it's the waitress friend
0: that yeah, winds up who not in the ex-fiance. book for 95 oh, okay so they're they're at paris uh right back at you can we go to bed now i begged looking down at my empty glass of wine and picking over my plate of food there in the middle of paris oh god yes she replied before adding race you back to the hotel you're on bitch i said throwing down enough euros to cover our bill and a little extra
1: why was any of that necessary
0: and then it goes i have no idea who made it back first all right thank you why why was any of that important? Uh, tell me if this sentence makes sense. Be whom you choose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be whom?
0: Be whom you choose. Uh, that's what she, uh, his his uh, recommendation to her. Be whom you choose. Whose? Uh, August to Everly. Oh, because she is broken.
1: Well, he well he's broken too. Well, so obviously any. that's good. Yeah. But maybe he forgot how grammar worked when he was in his coma. Maybe. maybe that's one of the memories that hasn't come rushing
0: back. Yeah. So be whom you choose is his advice for her brokenness, and uh, no one can love her etude uh, that is never really defined. Neither is this power that is or this danger that's there. Uh, this is what we we get. So they're finally coming back together, August and Everly. Uh. Buh, 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 buh. Why did you lie to me? She asked. To keep you away, to keep you safe. I answered honestly. From what? She asked, throwing your hands in the air as she stood in frustration. She speaks for the audience. <laughs> it's better if you know nothing, Everly. I don't want you to. I don't want you involved. Do you really think this would all just stay with you, August? That by pushing me away, you'd somehow keep it contained? Did you lose your common sense when you went to that coma? Coma. Sorry. <laughs> uh. What's it?
1: And that so okay, this is a this is a thing that has shown up in several of our books because this was the entirety of
0: the Midnight Sin series. Yeah. That that This isn't as densely packed, but it's as unnecessary and amorphous as Midnight Sin. Yeah, we can't be together
1: because it would destroy you, but it is never defined and I can't tell you about this, but I don't like no one knows what this is, and there's like like it it just seems like it's supposed yeah, to be and creating this and big you can't fix sense me. of drama and I, is this supposed to be a boning book like
0: I feel no, like oftentimes
1: those things get thrown in to try to
0: like they heighten the drama
1: good. of a boning book
0: yeah they weren't very good or very long. Uh, well it's uh, good I at, mean at least there's that well yeah at one point there's a chapter start and they're in bed together and uh, and then it gets really turned on uh, several pages later because she's naked and you're like She's been naked this whole time. Yeah. You didn't think to introduce that. Whatever. Um, much like Midnight Sins in the amorphous danger that's supposed to make it seem cooler, but it turns out that human beings like specificity when reading a book, yeah. uh, it does the Midnight Sins thing of not only the unnecessary connections between characters, but also the weird detours such mm-hmm. as to a bachelorette party or Paris uh, for a cooking class that we get to read about going
1: to las vegas uh, for a brewery convention
0: yes they <laughs> they go to uh a club in paris and there is literally a two-page spread of them the two friends looking at strangers and making up stories for them
1: which like as a short story could be funny yeah but in the middle of this con- already confusing and meandering book super unnecessary
0: uh and now he is walking to the mall to confront trent with the evidence and he's wearing a wire and the fbi is following him so he is he has told trent to come meet him at this mall okay we're getting to the showdown at a mall yeah reaching okay yeah there's so many things that i could talk about that don't make sense in this book but reaching into my pocket i pulled out a single quarter i'd left from over from a toll road Feeling nostalgic, I walked over the fountain, seeing it glimmer from a thousand wishes at the bottom. How poetic. I held out my tiny offering. Okay, I, okay, like, confrontation is coming, here's a wishing well. Yeah. Literary device, whatever. Oh, we're just going to take a detour real quick. What are you going to wish for? A little girl asked me. She had strawberry blonde hair and bright green eyes. Tiny freckles dotted her porcelain complexion, and she wore a bright pink shirt that proudly displayed the words Daddy Little Angel with tiny devil horns holding up the halo. She couldn't have been much older than five, but I'd never been good at telling ages, especially in children. What? I was an only child, and with most of my memory still under lock and key, children were very still much a mystery to me. This was something I hoped to change. I don't know yet, I said, smiling down at her. What do you think I should wish for? It is not until a page and a half later that we get rid of this little girl.
1: And what's the point of the little girl? She goes back.
0: So she says, you should wish for um, to get married because then you can wish for a kid. Uh, And then he asks, what's so great about a kid? My daddy says that I'm what love made. He says he and my mommy had so much love for each other that it made me. He says when he looks at me, he sees me and my mommy shining back at him.
1: But why is this important it's right before our confrontation?
0: It's very not. Um, so it turns out that in his confrontation of the sociopathic crazy man who will stop at nothing, including burning down an art studio and killing an old man inside, because that's where uh, he got a... Uh, august got a photo developed and added to the studio um and he wanted to burn it down to remind him not to have dreams except to work for him and so he killed this old man so that's how dangerous this guy is mm-hmm. apparently and he's just like ungrounded in reality of a person that okay. would ever be uh he's like okay i'm gonna confront you with all of the evidence so that i can get you out of my life so that i don't have to fear for my girlfriend's safety anymore meet me in a mall tomorrow and then he goes to the mall and leaves his girlfriend at home so the, the villain drives to the home and kicks in the door and is yeah. now keeping the girlfriend hostage because, duh, yeah. he's a violent sociopath. What did you want? So he races back to the house and as soon as he starts racing back to the house, I said, five bucks, August uh, ends up shot with a sling and Trent ends up dead. Trent That's does not, exactly what happened. Trent does not end up dead. He ends up arrested.
1: Uh, That's the
0: only difference. August does end up shot with a sling. Of course he does. Um, and one last... Thing to just show you how uh, self-contradictory this book is. Two quotes stood out to me more than any others, and I I wrote them down for this specific reason. At one point, August looks into Everly's eyes and marvels at their milky blue intensity. Milky Uh, intensity.
1: Colors can't be those two things at the same time.
0: Milky... Intensity. When what? I think intense, I think a I big think... old glass of milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting my calcium today. Yeah, Woo! Look how Extreme intense I am. Wisconsin. Uh, and then finally, this pure phrase that just distills this book into a nutshell the single two words.
1: The single two words.
0: Someone says thank you to him, and he marvels at the single two words.
1: The single two words.
0: Where So overall, this book was edited with a hatchet, and also no one ever read it before me. Not even the writer. (laughs) I don't know how both of those things are true, because stuff like the single two words and Milky Blue Intensity somehow did not get red-penned out.
1: Well, if those things can coexist, so can... You know, no one having read it, and also it was
0: very badly edited. Yeah. But the, like, the it and the power and the what is happening and everything got hatcheted out. Mm. And so I don't know how... And apparently there's a third, which I don't know where we go from here, because they're happy, he's free, and they're satisfied in a business. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he, at one point, is uh, financed a burger shop, uh, their favorite burger shop from when they're dating. And the guy's like, Hey! When are you getting back together with August? And she's like, oh, we're not. And he goes, oh, okay. And never appears in the book again. And then by the end of the book, uh, she's gone to culinary school, which is very necessary to be a chef uh, when you own your own business. It's not. It's not. It's, it's a really bad idea because it costs a lot of money and you don't make money as a chef. No. Uh, but then she buys the coffee shop that she works at, hires her friend who is now married to her ex-fiance, August, uh, does something he's a he does photography on the side but i don't know what his real job is so the maybe end.
1: he takes over the business from corrupt trent
0: no that, he has to give all of his ill-gotten gains away and he's uh, looked at as america's hero for it trent is no
1: uh, okay. don't be disappointed in
0: me no. that i can't
1: follow the plot of this book uh,
0: jl berg could not follow the plot of this book <laughs> she was too busy with her cutting holes into socks to put over her arms and uh singing i mean that was panic a, at the disco that
1: was a really cool look back in 2004
0: just because you dressed up for as one of those girls for halloween doesn't mean you have to defend it oh my nose just clogged up all at once <laughs> that was really weird <laughs> sugar we going down swinging i'm a going down one, but one. i read this dumb book it was really <laughs> terrible just like the song was in 2004 fallout boy good job good, good job Great, great job. Uh, so Susan, you read a stellar looking, and I just want to, can you just, can I read the back of Fantasy Lover?
1: Yes, you can.
0: Okay, so I want to read the back. It starts off fantastically. Dear reader, oh good, I'm being addressed. <laughs> yeah. Being trapped in a bedroom with a woman is a grand thing. Being trapped in hundreds of bedrooms over 2,000 years isn't. And being cursed into a book as a love slave for eternity can ruin even a Spartan warrior's day. I don't know what any of that means, and so I. I, I it's great. Uh, yeah, so tell me about Fantasy Lover, Sue. So I know
1: that you just read part of the back description, but I just want to read a couple paragraphs of the first two pages. This book begins with the words, in ancient Greek legend.
0: Oh. Mmm, just welcome. Just dipping a toe in.
1: Possessed of supreme strength and of unrivaled courage, he was blessed by the gods, feared by mortals, and desired by all women who saw him. Fabio. He was a man who knew no law and respected no quarter. His skill in battle and his superior intellect rivaled the very names of Achilles, Odysseus, and Heracles, and t'was written that not even <laughs> the mighty Ares himself could ever defeat him in arms. As if the gift of the mighty war god wasn't enough, t'was also said that on his birth, the goddess Aphrodite kissed his cheek, secured his place forever in mortal memory. Then there's some more stuff. And so out of jealousy came a curse to endure, one that can never be broken. Like poor Tantalus, tis his plight to forever seek his satisfaction and never fulfill it. That means he can't owe. (laughs) to yearn for his summoner's touch and to bring about her complete and utter pleasure and satisfaction. From full moon to full moon, he will lie with her, make love to her until he is again forced from this world. But beware, for once his touch is felt, it is branded into his lover's memory. No other man shall ever satisfy her again because no mere mortal can compare to a man of such beauty, such heat, such intrepid sensuality. Ooh. Behold the cursed Julian of Macedon.
0: Yes, that great Greek name, Julian. A Julian. There's a Bobby Darren. Was it, Dream Lover? Dream
1: Lover, I don't want to dream alone. Yeah. It's a good one.
0: The thing we just heard? Yeah. Yeah, it's very good.
1: Yeah. So
0: Julian, Julian, like the calendar. Yeah. Like the carrots. Yeah. Like the kid from Big Daddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the word twas appears four times on the first page. I was yunda. really afraid that the whole book was going to be in that style of writing. And I could not have stomached more than a quarter of it if it was. But well, he doesn't take no quarter. It was not That's what I heard. But unfortunately, it wasn't a whole lot better. The first words of chapter one are, honey, you need to get laid. So we can we can tell where this is going. Younger. Our main characters manga. in this book are our, our protagonist. Her name is Grace Alexander. She is a sex therapist. She has not had sex in four years.
0: It's like how all psychologists are crazy and she, how all bankers are bankrupt.
1: She has only had sex one time. She lost her virginity when she was 25, but also a college student still and living in a dorm. So she,
0: holy cow, she's a very late bloomer in a lot of ways.
1: Well, I think that it was supposed to be like she was in grad school at that time. Oh uh, yes, those, live in a, those, those grad school, grad school dorms. dorms. Yeah. yeah. And like, no shade if you like lose your virginity when you're 25. Like, that's fine. But like, I just, okay, fine. Like, of course, this is um, who our main character has why, to be Why is she this a sex book.
0: therapist if she has no
1: experience yeah yeah i don't know it's like a
0: doctor who is uh has never been to a hospital before
1: yeah um she's a sex therapist her best friend uh is her name is selena she has a tarot card and palm reading business and she is very
0: loud and she's played by jennifer lopez
1: selena is determined that she like she needs to get grace laid and she like wants to help her overcome her sexual hang-up so that she can have a satisfying relationship with a man, which like this is very like is you're concerned about your friend and all these things, whatever. Um, Selena has a very happy marriage and she wants the same for her for her buddy. Cool, um, but Selena decides she finds this ancient book. That reads about a man who is cursed and who lives inside the book and who can be summoned. And when you summon him, he becomes your sex slave for one month from full moon to full moon. And so she decides for Grace's 29th birthday that she is going to summon, she and and Grace are going to summon Julian.
0: So this is a book about, this is a sex book about sex books. Yes. Yes. Yikes on bikes.
1: Um, Really, like, so this book is about 340 pages long. And about 275 pages of it, maybe 250 pages of it, are just, like, pure, straightforward, pretty good sex rump. If if this was written to just be, like, a fun sex book, 250
0: pages of it does a really
1: great job of that.
0: Pretty good sex romping. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: like if that had been the book, it actually would have been it would have been great because like, there like there's a, a place a for books like that, yeah. right? There's a market for books like that. Those can be really fun, and if that I'll was all word. of this book was, it would have been great. But
0: it gets into politics.
1: We'll get there. So <laughs> to start with some of the fun things that Selena and Grace get really drunk. Um, They, like, drink a shit ton of wine to celebrate Grace's birthday. And they decide they're going to summon Julian. And so...
0: He comes dressed in a cop uniform.
1: Well, So it doesn't... Like, they think it doesn't work. And Grace is still drunk. And Selena, like, her husband comes and picks her up. And she goes home. And Grace is just, like, kind of wandering around her house. Like, she's, like, being drunk and alone and walking around with no pants (laughs) on. And then all of a sudden, this, like, naked man appears... And it's Julian, and all sorts of things happen, and so like,
0: do they do it right away? No, they don't do it right away. Of course not. Then the book would end.
1: Yep. So she like obviously freaks out. She calls Selena, and she was like, like, she's here. Cops. I don't know what to do about this. No, because she like she believed, because she's still drunk, and so she's like she like believes that it is him, and she even acknowledges the next morning, like, if I had been sober, I would have called the police on you. Uh. Um, and so throughout the next couple days, he tries really hard to seduce her and she's like, This is crazy. I'm not having sex with you. Um and so she she is determined that she is gonna like get to know him first before they sleep together. No wonder. And that's terrible
0: sex therapy.
1: But then like he starts to drop some hints about like how terrible the curse is. Like he's trapped in like a dark place and he's hungry and he's thirsty and he can't move In between being summoned, and then when he is summoned, he is basically just, like, locked in bedrooms for a month with women. And so she decides she's going to try to help him heal and be a good friend. Take him out of the tower.
0: Have a shopping montage.
1: So eventually they decide—one kind of funny thing, a phrase that I enjoyed— When they're describing Julian, she takes him to a store to buy him clothes. He does not have any clothes. No one has ever clothed him before. And she describes his butt as the best butt that Denim had ever cupped. (laughs) I just thought that was like a fun, silly phrase and I enjoyed it.
0: A particularly lip-smacking butt?
1: A particularly lip-smacking butt. So they decide about 120 pages in, like they have become friends, they decide that they are going to try to break the curse. And they summon Cupid, who is Julian's brother.
0: Mm, Naturally.
1: And they're asking him if he knows how to break the curse. And Cupid says, when the woman of Alexander summons you, you can't put... Okay, and this is a really gross, terrible analogy. You can't put your spoon in her jelly jar. Until the last day of your incarnation. Then the two of you must unite carnally before midnight, and you must keep your bodies joined until the sun rises. If you withdraw from her at any point for any reason, you will immediately return to the book, and the curse continues.
0: I just, like... I just... (laughs) So, uh what's up like we I'm still inside you and everything but that
1: happens real life that happens and it's really funny like I don't think it was supposed to be funny it was supposed to still be kind of sexy but it was really funny to read they're just like like they do it and then they stop doing it and they're just like kind of hanging out that's bad and they have to be really careful to like not let him like slip out and so she's like trying to sleep and like they're really uncomfortable no, just, just- you're going to get a dog knot. I don't know what that means, but it sounds gross.
0: Yeah, sometimes like when two dogs do it, the dog on top tries to pull out and literally can't. Oh. And then they're like stuck together. Oh. But the answer is obviously to do it from behind and watch X-files with no lights on.
1: Oh, okay. I'm glad you spent some time thinking
0: about this. Oh, it's from The Bad Touch by the their monkey costume bloodhound gang. Sorry, thank you, listener, for screaming it at me. I heard it.
1: Oh, okay. So this is, like, here is what the book should have been. Up to this point, everything's cool. Like, Grace... Had has some sex hangups. Some integrate God. Gonna they're going to break the curse. Well, now they're going to do yeah. it, but they, like they they're going to start wanting it. to do it more and more. But they have to wait until the end and whatever. There's another little curveball that could still work in the sex romp where um, one of Grace's patients becomes obsessed with her and starts stalking her. Ugh. Um, and he like eventually breaks into her home. She's like really uncomfortable about it. And then <laughs> what? Obviously, how
0: uptight can you be? You no, know I
1: mean like she's really uncomfortable like she like she starts bringing Julian with her everywhere like he comes to work with her and then like he's at, staying in her house too and all this and then eventually there's like an interaction like a confrontation with this stalker and he tries to kill Julian and but Julian he even, lightning fast not
0: even Achilles can be Julian so and Greg then, has no chance
1: uh, Rodney actually
0: the bone golem yep
1: the bone golem <laughs> So- Let's
0: scram, but fast to this well, other book series.
1: Rodney winds up being murdered in an elevator?
0: By the guy?
1: By the cops?
0: I don't think the cops can- Well, yes, they can and do often. Yes, we do. Usually it's not described well, as a murder. He was,
1: the, Rodney is killed by the cops when he's trying to kill Julian and attack Grace. Hey, uh,
0: if Rodney the bone golem dies, I hope he goes out in the hail of bullets, like by gunfire, because he would- you would just love it. You'll never take me alive, you broad I'm <laughs> get shot to death.
1: He's my favorite bone golem. But anyway, so, like... Actually,
0: to be fair, I think the guy in this book is also a bone golem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if that had been the whole book, like, I could take or leave the, like, stalker part, but, like, they... Are really tempted to do it with each other, Could but we they like have to wait. Yeah, they they foreplay it up a lot. We get a couple scenes of that, nice. and then finally, like they do it and break the curse, and then he's not cursed anymore, and they wind up together. Cool, like that would have been. There's there's a place for that, like just I mean, like a fun it, a fun sex. Yeah, round.
0: is the protagonist very very attractive but doesn't know it? Mm-hmm, Sure is w- weird. Mine was too.
1: Yeah, it's almost like that's a thing with protagonists. It's gross. So. The thing that makes this book crazy and added about an unnecessary extra 100 is pages subplot. is a whole lot of like familial drama mm. with all of the Greek
0: gods. Oh, like up on Mount of so, Olympus.
1: So we know Cupid already, Eros. We also meet Psyche we meet um who else do we meet who else do we meet Zeus Ares, no we don't meet Hera. De- Aphrodite hephaestus and Athena and Does
0: hephaestus have a crippled leg
1: apparently well we only hear about hephaestus we don't no. actually meet him apparently there's also another one another one of Julian's brothers whose name is Priapus he is not one I've ever heard of before I don't know if he was made up so Priapus is apparently what who who triggered the curse he killed Julian's family, Ooh. and out of revenge, Julian slept with one of Priapus's virgins. Uh, as you and do. And so Priapus- To be
0: fair, this is very sounding Greek myth.
1: And so Priapus cursed Julian into the book.
0: And now he appears as a goat to seduce. Oh, wait, no, that's- One time Zeus appeared as a bucket of water. Do you know that? It <laughs>
1: doesn't surprise
0: me. You see, he uh, was, appeared as a cow to get Io- uh-huh. And then one time he was a bucket of water so that a woman would wash her clothes in him. <laughs> he was a real horny old goat. Yeah, he was. and I'd be I would be surprised if he wasn't literally at some point in the myths a horny old I'm goat. I'm sure
1: he was. So. so we get like at the end of this, which should have been just like a straightforward I'm not taking this too seriously sex book. Maybe
0: curved a little left.
1: We get all of this like really involved kind of and doesn't make a ton of sense like backflashes into julian's life and all of this family drama and then the curse breaks and then priapus shows up There's still like julian's still inside her and priapus kidnaps grace <laughs> and takes grace into the book no no no
0: <laughs> i really wish that he was trying to kidnap her and, like, taking and they by got the hands. stuck. No, and they're taking by the hands and then like really lamely for some reason with his pants still around his ankles. That your guy is breaking. like shuffling behind. Like, <laughs> like, stop it.
1: Come back here. <laughs> Come back here. And so then Julian and Priapus duel and Julian dies. But then Aphrodite feels bad for being a bad, bad mom. So she comes Ew. down and brings him back to life and then they battle again and Julian wins and then Priapus is confined into the book. And then Athena, who I don't really understand her involvement in this whole thing, she gives Julian a choice of whether he wants to be transported back to his own time and go back to Uh, uh, Macedon or stay with Grace. And he decides, of course, to stay with Grace. Yeah,
0: they got cell phones now. And And McDonald's.
1: just, Just to take care of any potential problems that we could have had, Athena and Aphrodite deliver a box of materials to... Julian that include like all of his papers, like his birth passport. certificate and a passport and a green card. They also have his transcripts from all of his education and a degree like his PhD from Harvard in classical literature and greek, ancient greek language so that he can be a professor at the local university i was gonna
0: say he's gonna have to get some job in academia oh that except get him he up.
1: probably doesn't because they also took all of the money that he had back in ancient greece and converted it to modern currency so wouldn't you know he's a billionaire and like all of this stuff so like oh just in case you were thinking about any problems that might happen we've gone ahead and taken care of that for you and then in the epilogue like Ares and Aphrodite come to the hospital to see the Julian and Grace's baby twins. Like it's just like it just like wraps up so obnoxiously that it was a very, very and then annoying. Julian takes
0: one of the babies and dips it by heel and the river sticks and Yeah. It's Achilles.
1: Yep, it's Achilles.
0: <laughs> you don't know that story? No, I do know that story, okay. but I
1: forgot it and I couldn't come up with anything clever in the moment. But it was just like all of that stuff was so unnecessary because this book could have functioned really well and been like it would have been great, but it would've been fun. It could yeah. have been a good beach read.
0: Do, do you know? know? Do you know what they should have called it? Hey D's Nuts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yikes on bikes hey, that the bad back. one. Any any choice gross quotes from all of sex?
1: He, not from the sex, but I think the grossest thing that I thought, or that I found, was he said to her um, at one point, You are my saving grace. And her name's Grace. And it was icky.
0: Grace Alexander the Great? Yep. But anyway,
1: she taught him how to love again. He taught her how to enjoy sex they both lived happily ever after.
0: Macedonia at the time of ancient Greece when the Pantheon was like popular wouldn't not really Macedonia would be kind of pretty separate from that. It's not until yeah, yeah,
1: he gets really mad whenever anyone refers to him as a Greek god. He's like I'm not Greek. I identify as Spartan.
0: That's Sparta's in Greece, not Macedonia. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's just what he said. You said that the, I was looking. I was hoping for a really gross like sex quote, uh-huh. but there is a really gross non-sex quote that I wanted to share um, from, from my book? book. I forgot during okay. my section, so I want to just tap this. I want to just tag this at the end. You know how like cellar door is supposed to be the most pleasant phrase. Yeah, I
1: actually think it's really gross though.
0: Well, I I mean, but What, I what do you concept, think is yes. like? Holy maracas! I don't know.
1: Actually, you know what? You know what's a phrase that I find very pleasant to say, in here is the name of a former Iowa football coach, Hayden Fry. It's a very, it's a very good combination. Thanks for explaining,
0: prefacing Hayden Fry. I
1: did not know who Hayden Fry was. Um,
0: The anti-Hayden Fry, the uh, anti-cellar door, door is she is waiting for her coffee to brew, and the machine begins to, or the machine healthily starts gurgled out my java (laughs) Oh, oh no i just i couldn't start a good morning without when my machine refused to gurgle out my java
1: Oh, that's horrid. And
0: frankly, I'm just super happy that that didn't appear in the sex scenes, that phrase.
1: Oh, oh, God. Okay, we have to be done now. Out. No. My. I can't. Java. I've been Susan Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Susan J. That's
0: S with (laughs) S-A-N-J. My name is uh, Mick Dickinson. I had to think about it there for a second. You can find me on Twitter at gurgleoutmyjava.com. Oh, God. Um, D-I-C-K-I-M-A-A. Uh... Our Our theme music for
1: our (laughs) podcast is Babe of the Night by the band Elixir off of our album Rampant. I have to claw out my eyes and ears and get rid of all of my senses.
0: Okay, remember kids out there uh, always be nice to your parents, stay humble and kind and don't forget to gurgle out your job. Oh, stop. Good night, Matt.
1: Every night I hope and pray Dream lover will come my way a girl to hold in my arms And
0: know the magic of her charms Cause I want a girl to call my
1: own I want a dream lover so I don't have to